With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Undisputed. We've got a great show for you today. I'm Jen Hale, and these fine-looking gentlemen are Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Bye, guys. Good morning, good morning, Jen. O'Brien, he rested up last night for tonight's showcase at Madison Square Garden. Did you hear what they said? Yeah. He's got soreness in his ankle. Yeah, and we want to get said. on top of it. Ankle, right? Yeah. So, tonight at Madison Square Garden, could he go for 60? Could he go for 70? Could he go for Kobe? Could he go for Kobe? Could he not even play? Are you kidding? Why not? This is it. Sword. This is where the stars go to shine. Ankle sword. He's already shined there before. Yeah. Drop 50 piece. Yeah, just like Mahomes had ankle sword. Uh, you, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. He looked pretty good to me. I mean, somebody, oh, I played with a torn MCL the yeah. entire season. Well, he did. The, oh, oh, are we but sure he, about that? He didn't complain about it. Uh, yeah. All he did was mention it. Yeah, he just had surgery after the season. <laughs> Whatever. Well. We will get into all of the NBA action coming up. But, Skip, I'm glad you brought up Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Because let's start with Super Bowl 57. As it kicks off, it's already going to be history-making. Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts facing off. Guys, that is the first time ever there are two starting black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Shannon, what does this mean to you? Well, it means that we can do a lot of jobs given the opportunity. Um, good, good response. <laughs> Skip, I think anytime it's the first. The first is always important. The first time someone ran a sub four minute mile. The first time someone scaled Mount Everest. The first time we put man on the moon. Mm-hmm. Anytime the first is the poor, it, it's very important. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not the last. We've had a lot of black, not a lot. We've had a few black quarterbacks start and win the Super Bowl. Yeah. But never at the same time have we had two. A quarterback, black quarterbacks face off against each other. Mm-hmm. So I think you, you've had three wins. Three Super Bowl. Uh, okay. Doug Williams did yep. it first, I think mm-hmm. in '87. Yep. Um, and then uh, Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes. And no, Russell Wilson won it, and then Patrick Mahomes. Yep. So we're about to get the fourth. We just don't know who that fourth one is. And so, Skip, I think that's is, is common now. Uh, the NFL had a record: eleven black quarterbacks start a game this season. Obviously, the Broncos and, and the Ravens. We had they have black quarterbacks. You know, that start every single game. Justin Fields, mm-hmm. you had Kyler Murray start and think, so forth and so on, Skip. So I just think it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a, a testament. I say I don't think we're surprised that Patrick Mahomes got back. But to see where Jalen Hurts came from, lost his job at Alabama. He couldn't throw the football consistently, accurately enough. Ended up transferring, mm-hmm. got better at throwing the football. But not he didn't get to the point where he felt that he could be a, 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 a great be in this position. So he goes out, seeks help gets help, works on his fundamental, works on his footwork, and now you see where he is. You see the maturation process from where he was when he started at Alabama to where he left Alabama, goes to Oklahoma, to see where he is as a starter now in the NFL, Skip. He's a top-ten quarterback in my estimation. And just because you don't throw for 5,000 yards and you're not the prototypical drop-back Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, that doesn't mean that you're not a top quarterback. He just does it in a, a different way. He's just not a he's not a guy that's probably going to throw for five thousand yards, but he'll probably throw for four thousand. Have you ten rushing touchdowns with another five to six hundred mm-hmm. yards rushing? So for me, Skip, I, I'm proud of the accomplishment. Um, 
it was something that I really like, damn. When, when it all came together, when, when Mahomes finally won, I was like, damn. Jalen Hurts, like, Patrick Mahomes. But I was like, okay, damn. Oh. I, I, people not making a whole lot of fuss about it because I think we see it more often than what we used to see. We skip. do. Uh, I remember when Doug, and it was a big deal, and they asked Doug, Doug says, hell, I've always been black. It just happened to be I'm in the Super Bowl. And then, Jay, I, I just didn't become black because I got to the Super Bowl. I've been a black quarterback. Skip, I just, I, I'm just, uh, uh, I'm just old enough to remember, and I hopefully, hopefully these guys, as they sit back and reflect on where they are, think about all the black quarterbacks that didn't get the opportunity that they got. Good point. I think that's what's important. Um, they, these guys get an opportunity that a lot of guys didn't get that opportunity. They had to either switch positions. Some yep. like Warren Moon ended up having to go to Canada for five years, win five Grey Cups before he came back and got the opportunity to play in the league. So it just skipped. I'm proud. Uh, uh, I'm proud for my community. These both both of these guys come from the black community. I'm pl- I'm proud for the National Football League that they they finally wised up and realized that these men can do the job. Jay, they just needed to be given the opportunity. And I think look, they're uh, from Shaq Harrison. You know Shaq, James Harris, Shaq. I, I know Shaq yep. very very well. But just to have this, a uh, Doug. But what Doug was able to do, Skip. Doug really look. He wasn't the first. But you got to do something significant. Him winning the Super Bowl, which is the ultimate prize, yep. showed that a black man had the capabilities, not only physically, mm-hmm. but mentally, to withstand the rigors of that position, stand tall when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. And so it was Doug that should be given the credit because he was the, the first, not, not the first black quarterback, but he was the first to win the Super Bowl. Because once he did that, they were like, well, hold on, wait a minute. Yep. They weren't supposed to be able to process information fast enough. They weren't mm. supposed to be able to be mentally strong enough to withstand it. We know physically they can, yep. but what about mentally? Yep. Because that is the ultimate mental position. Congratulations to Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. I'm proud. I can assure you the community is very, very proud. Well said. Now, let me frame my perspective with my history, because I feel like I was blessed to be or privileged to be or just lucky enough to be on the cusp of this because I was working out here for the L.A. Times 1977 and I saw this coming or so I thought it looked like Doug Williams at Grambling State University was going to be the first overall pick in the draft because he looked like he was the best quarterback in college football. Were you already out here when Shaq was starting for the Rams? I was and I got to know him well. So I was (laughs) I I got both worlds. Okay, Okay. But I convinced the L.A. Times to send me to Grambling for an entire week leading up to their game at Prairie View okay. with Coach Rob, the great Eddie mm-hmm. Robinson. And I spent much of the week around Doug Williams in his dorm room, just hanging out with him. And I was taken by his presence and his stature. What, what do we give Doug? Six, four, maybe? Yeah. Six, yeah. four. Mm-hmm. But, but he was prototypical yeah. pocket thrower. Yeah. Straight and, drop back. And, and straight drop back. And, and we're not talking about the classic running black quarterback. No, no, no. We're, we're talking about he can do what all the white quarterback, the great ones have always done. He can drop back and he can rocket arm it. Yes. And I'm saying, well, this is it. Right. H- here it is. So I did a big blowout piece. They stripped it across the top of the sports section, both on him and then Coach Robinson. And I waited and I waited and he fell and he fell and he fell in that next draft all the way down to 17th. He did go in the first round, but he did not go one or two. He went all the way down to Tampa Bay at 17. Mm -hmm. And you know the rest of the story. It took a while and he had to change teams to Washington, but 1988, so it was 
11 years later, he broke through and won the first ever Super Bowl, won by a black quarterback. And Doug was built to last where he had a certain, you got to have some mental toughness to do this. I'm not saying it was Jackie Robinson, but it, but it was in the ballpark, yeah. right? Right. Meanwhile, I'm going through it with Shaq Harris, the great James Harris in, in L.A. And this was, in some ways, even tougher because he was breaking through as a starting black quarterback. Right. Yeah. And he was under fire yes. because you, you make one slight mistake and it's like, oh, They blew in and they want the backup okay. to come in. All right. So I'm going to frame all this with the fact that as I was writing my Doug Williams piece, I called several GMs just to get the, the take on what, what where, where's he going to go in the draft. Yeah. A very prominent GM, whom I will not name, told me, to your point that you just made, that he did not think Doug Williams would be the first overall pick or even a first-round pick because the black quarterbacks, and I'm going to quote him, as he said, do not have the mental capabilities to succeed at our level, at our level. Well, I was like, Really? I, I just spent a week around him, and I thought, I think he's going to be just fine. Right. Trust me on this. He's going to be just fine. James Harris was, was a quiet man, and he had a hard time dealing with the media because it was just a barrage right. of L.A. media right. around the Rams. They right. were more of a running team than a throwing team. Right. But and he was a drop back. He, he was straight drop back right. in the same idea, right. yeah. but with with a cannon of an arm. Because he came from Grambling also. He did. He came from <laughs> Grambling also. But but they're trying to shatter the. You know they're right. trying to break through, and do what all the white quarterbacks had always done. Right. I'm, we're doing it at least as well as you, if not a little right. better than you. Right. No, 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 we, we, we're not ready. Right. And there was Marlon Briscoe. Briscoe. And, he was the first full-time yes. starter, but he was more athletic. He, he was, was more of a mobile quarterback that moved it around. Okay. And then you had uh, Joe Gilliam up in Pittsburgh. Yes, he was. And, Broadway and Joe. He, he was at Tennessee State hey. when I was at Vanderbilt. Yes. And, and he was going back and forth with Terry Bradshaw and starting for the Steelers Correct. in Terry's early, early years. years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it took a while. But once the floodgates opened on the black quarterback, I, I feel like they opened pretty heavily yes. here because all of a sudden I look down at the list of, of black quarterbacks now taken over the, in no, the first round. Or just, let's just do oh, we, we, can, we can do both. We okay. can do the, fir- the first overalls and the first round. Right. There are 29 total that have gone. I'm sorry, 25 total have gone mm-hmm. in the first round. Okay. It's pretty good, and every year it gets a little more and a little more and a right. little more. And the first overalls, just to remind everybody, we got our man Michael Vick. He was the first, one. if I'm not mistaken, black quarterback selected number one overall. Okay, Jamarcus Russell didn't work out, but he went number one overall. Cam Newton did work out. He went first in 2011. Jameis has been a little hit and miss, but he went first overall in 15. And then Kyler, we, we don't know the outcome Jury's of Kyler. Still out. yeah, but he did win offensive rookie of the year, did. same as Jameis. He did, and he's made two Pro Bowls. Correct. So, so I, I would call Kyler a success. Okay. I know he's had his issues in yeah. Arizona, but he is a success yeah. story so far, and he obviously went number one overall. And then we go back to some of the early first-round picks. You, you competed against Steve McNair. I did. Just, I think he went third overall. He did go third overall. And Achilles Smith, mm-hmm. that, uh, Steve McNair was 95, 99. Achilles Smith went third work. overall and didn't work, work out. out. Uh, I missed uh, Andre Ware was the Heisman winner. He came out my year 90. I think he went he seventh to Detroit. He did. You got it. Good memory. Very good memory. And was was okay, yeah. but not great. Right. But still, it, you can see it coming. Then Donovan, Don McNabb, two obviously, was number two in 99. And, and then, really, here it went. And... 
just this past year, just for the record, I counted up 19 black quarterbacks who started games in the National Football League. 19 different black quarterbacks right. started games. Right. I would say that's progress. I, I would say that's, that's a good number. And as, as we project forward, this coming draft, it's going to be C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, 1-2 one, two or 2-1. Two, right. uh, now it's starting to lean towards C.J. Off, right. off the game that he played, uh, obviously, in, in the national semifinal. I, I, guess, I guess they missed yeah. that game that, uh, that uh, Bryce Young played in the SEC Championship against Georgia. Oof. I guess they missed that when he threw for 400-plus, but oh, no. okay. They're both really good, <laughs> and I would be very happy to have either one yes. as my going-forward face of the franchise oh, starting quarterback. Okay, so they're going to be the first two overall selections. So – my point is, we have come a long way. But if we frame it against what's happened to blackhead coaches as we speak, even though we think <laughs> D'Amico Ryans is going to get a job, yeah. you're pretty sure, right? Yes. Are, are we yeah, very yeah. sure? Very you, sure. Okay. Very sure. Okay, we should be I'm very a, sure. I won't say 100%, but I will say okay. 99.9. Well, well, every time we talk about blackhead coaches, I, I'm afraid to go to 100% because yeah. I never know because I thought Steve Wilkes was like 99%, and that was not true. Right. Mike Tomlin. Todd Bowles, Mike McDaniel. Yep. Three. Yes. Okay. And yet 19 black quarterbacks started games last year, but we still have only three head coaches. Right. It's just hard to reconcile those two numbers right. to me because we're doing pretty well over here. Right. Not great, but pretty well with the black quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. We are going backward with the black head coaches. Yes. Help me out. Yes. What, what is happening well, I thought Skip once Tony Dungy broke through and won the champion, won the uh, won the Super Bowl, and yep. he was the first. He went against his good friend Lovey yep. Smith, who was on his staff. Uh, I was like, okay, this is going to be more opportunities. And then a few years later, Mike Tomlin breaks through and he wins it. You thought the floodgates were open, but it it hadn't happened. It's kind of like what we thought with with Tiger Woods playing golf. We thought we were going to see a whole lot of blacks on the circuit. Boy, and, I did uh, on the tour. After ninety nine, I mean uh, uh, ninety seven. Ninety seven. And the only yeah. one I can really think of is Howard Barner. Yeah. Well, it's a, that's about it. <laughs> that's yeah. it. No. So, Skip, look, I, I just, like you said, there's going to be two more coming to the, mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure there's some more black quarterbacks, but we think that uh, CJ and Bryce Young would be uh, selected in the top five picks. Yep. Um, and so, if we've come a long way. Is there more work to be done? Sure. Uh, I think the guys have shown, I think from Patrick Mahomes to Dak and to, to, to Russell Wilson, not so much last year, but in the past, that when given the opportunity, they can do the job. And they can do the job at a very, very high level. And that's what you – sometimes, Skip, it just takes an opportunity. It's like you giving me an opportunity. I was the first athlete to sit across from a full-time journalist or an ex-full-time journalist yep. and debate topics. Yep. You guys covered all these sports. You went to Lake Placid and mm -hmm. covered the Winter Olympics. Or you went overseas. It's uh, funny Seoul. you picked out Lake Placid. <laughs> it's like my least favorite place I ever went in my life, but I was there. You, you was there. Yeah, yeah. And so you probably saw Eric Hyden. You yep, saw the gold I medal did. of the Olympic team mm -hmm. win the gold medal. I you did. probably in Seoul. So you covered all of these events. But you gave an athlete an opportunity to talk about something other than the sport he played. That is so true. it was it was up to me to show that, okay, I got to do my, I got to hold in because if I don't yep. do it and everybody knows that really knows me, knows that I have a vast knowledge about a lot of different things. You do. If I can't do it, well, who in the hell can? That is true. And so sometimes someone has to give you an opportunity and then said person that received opportunity has to take full advantage of it. And what we've seen from the black quarterback when given the opportunity or the black coaches for it, and we'll talk about I'm sure we'll get to uh, as the high end cycle picks up, we'll talk about the black coaches. But what we've seen from the black quarterback when given the opportunity 
everything's around them and they give them like what they what you see what they do. They go out and they get get, get Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and Higgins was already there. So he can succeed. Yep. A lot of times he will succeed just as their white counterpart has. That that is correct. So to me, what we see happening here is that let's take it all the way to the top, white ownership, yeah. and, and many times white general managers. Mm-hmm. They are seeing that black quarterbacks can win them a lot of football games. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so they're saying, oh, I, he's doing it over there, and they're doing it over there. Maybe I should get me a black quarterback. Exactly. And that's why we have this breakthrough because – they are succeeding at the highest levels, yes. and this is nothing but great because this will continue to open minds to, well, maybe, maybe I should. Yeah. Right. Okay. And we get more. We got Rand Carthon, who's now mm-hmm. the general manager no. in Tennessee. Good one. And arguably one of the greatest general managers ever, Ozzie Newsom. I think he just might be he, the greatest. Saw, me, remember what Bill Nunn did in the Steelers in the early 70s? He did. He revolutionized. But he, but he went to the HBCUs. Yes. Yeah, and, and he knew where, all, where everything was that, that was off the beaten track yes. for the NFL. A lot of the 70s, okay. a lot of those teams, your Cowboys lived, uh, Tech oh, Stram lived they? at black colleges. Well, Gil Brandt. Gil Brandt, Gil Brandt yeah, 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 yes. Yeah. On the other front, on the blackhead coaches, we see again and again and again that the white owners – are not that comfortable because they, they, they want to have a, a very close working relationship. Right. And it's not, I, I'm not saying they're racist. I'm just saying they're culturally not inclined right. to want to associate right. at, at, at great length with, with an African-American head coach, right. because it's just not who it's not how they're built. Right. You know, I, I don't want to have, I don't want to socialize with this guy. Again, I'm not. It's not going over the line of racism. Right. It's just how they are, how they were raised, how right. they were built. So we're we're down to three, and we hope we're going to have four. But right. it's 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 looking pretty dim on that front right. right now because it comes down to, not it's it's not so much about winning. It's about associating. Right. right in the end, and that's been the the roadblock for a lot of black coaches right. to get head coaching jobs. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the assistants are fine. We, we're, we're fairly well stocked with right. the assistants, but not with the Well, and, the thing, and what they'll do, Skip, is that they'll black. This is what will make you uh, uh, assistant head coach. Yeah. We'll give you a fancy title. Yeah. Give you a little bit more money, but it's not the title. Yeah. I got it. Which brings me back to a young man that you mentioned, Jalen Hurts, who is dear to my heart. Yep. I've been a big fan for mm-hmm. a long time. I'm an even bigger fan of, of what he just overcame and achieved to your point, because he is also shattering this mold of, oh, you're just a running quarterback. Right. A lot of people wrote him off in his first year. Eh, okay, so you can run some. And, and he's not a flashy runner like Lamar. No, is no, 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 but, no. But, but he is an effective runner. Correct. Because he's a smart runner and he's a strong runner. But this past offseason, you know and I know, he just said, okay. Got in the lab. Watch this. Mm-hmm. And boy, he went to work. He came out here with my friend Tom House at USC. How do I do this? Rebuild me. Re- restructure my mechanics. Right. Show me the right way to right. do this. You taught Brady. You taught Breeze. You taught just about all of them. Yes. Show me. And he worked. It, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes a lot of hard work and, and a lot of, of extreme dedication that, that – 
a, a lot of young players just don't have in their right. hearts. I'm talking about white, black, whatever color right. they are. They just don't have it. They have better things to do at that age than that. Especially as, as you get older, it gets harder for, for yep. us to learn new things. I think the thing with, that I love most about Jalen Skip, because this is what will happen. You can learn something new. But when you get in a stressful situation, you'll revert you back to that, what you're. That's first, a great point. I agree. Feel comfortable yeah. with. For whatever reason, even when in the most stressful situations, he has not reverted back. Yeah. To by, his by the way, quick point on that. My friend Tom House always talks, or you used to talk about Tim Tebow right. that way because he taught Tebow in the offseason. Yeah. He said, "I promise you." I could have lined up Tim Tebow with Tom Brady and Drew Brees and Carson Palmer and you name them down the line, and they could all throw at the same time, and you you wouldn't be able to pick him out of the lineup because his delivery looked pure to me when he's out here at USC throwing right. against air, right? Right. right. Get him under duress, and, and what re- starts happening? He'll revert back to what he feels comfortable okay, with. Okay, I got it. Go ahead. No, and yeah. so Jalen yeah. went to the lab, Skip. Yeah. He worked on it in, in stressful situations. The motion hadn't changed. It hasn't changed. He achieved at the highest level. It's why I fought for him to be the MVP. I can't do his numbers versus the Star Wars numbers that Patrick put up. And so he's going to be the runaway winner, especially because Jalen finally got hurt at Chicago. But what he achieved intangibly impact on that franchise, I think he changed their culture. And I, I think he... Just on his leadership and pure will, I think he helped lift. It's a, obviously oh, yeah. a talented football team, but he helped lift them into the spot that they're in right oh, now as the Super Bowl slight favorite. And he allowed to get a big old I'd payday. Say, I'd say. And he, hey, he might get $200 million for yeah. the guarantees. Yeah, and his left tackle is now campaigning all over Twitter. Pay the man. Well, <laughs> I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he has earned Oh, he's about to get paid. He's about yeah. to get paid. Okay, here we go. Way to go. Speaking of getting paid, NFL released salary cap numbers for next season. And, ooh, there's some room for some folks to get paid. That's for sure. (laughs) All right, guys. Still to come this morning, I need you to weigh in on whether or not the Bengals gave Joe Burrow enough help this season. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. And I want- 
Joe Burrow was sacked an NFL high 51 times last season, including another 19 just in the postseason. This season, Cincinnati made changes to their O-line by signing the likes of Alex Kappa, Lyle Collins. The results, though, not much different. The Bengals' line rated second worst in pass blocking this season. That, according to Pro Football Focus. Shannon, have the Bengals failed Joe Burrow? No, Skip, they went out and spent money. Um, they spent, they got guys, Lyle Collins, they got Ted Karras, they got Alex Kappa. Uh, they got guys that were available. I'm sorry, Lane Johnson and Zach Martin and Trent Williams weren't available. Now, they could have got Panay Sewell. Would you have preferred them get, get Panay Sewell and not get uh, a Jamar Chase? Now, which is it? Mm. How about this? How about uh, uh, offensive coordinator, Zach Taylor? How about start, stop calling all that guy dang on scat protection? You, you, you see what they did skip in the first half? They went all scat. Now, all of a sudden, they couldn't block. And then they kept guys in. They started max protecting. They did, and it was, it was a wise it, move. It, thank yep, you. It was. You, I mean, you, you can, if your line can't hold up, you know your line is not holding up. Stop calling scat protection, which means five guys out. You yeah, only have like, five like, offensive like linemen. Empty back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, Skip, I, I, I think they did a great job. You can't say, well, they only gave Lyle Collins $5 million. Well, they only go, gave Alex Kapp $11 million. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. The point of the matter is, is that they tried to upgrade. They tried to address a position yep. of need. Yep. They felt the offensive line was a position of need. They went out and got Lyle Collins. They went out and got Kappa. They got Karras. So they tried to fix it. Okay, it didn't go according to plan. But you can't say because things didn't go according to plan, even though you planned it, that, well, you hadn't addressed it enough. So what do you want him to do? Mm. Make a trade for Trent Williams? 49 is not getting rid of him. You want Zach Martin? Cowboys aren't getting rid of him. And you're damn sure not getting Lane Johnson from the Eagles. Mm. So what do you have them to do? And they took a, 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 an offensive lineman in the fourth round. Yep. Skip, they, they've addressed it. Okay, it hasn't gone according to plan. But that doesn't mean they haven't addressed it or they haven't tried to address it. But again... You could have had Panay Sewell. That means you wouldn't have had Jamar Chase. And I guarantee you, every Steelers, uh, Steelers, every Bengals fan would rather have Jamar Chase than Panay Sewell. Yeah. So those are some of the uh, uh, trade-offs. Now, hey, in the draft this year, if there's an offensive lineman available, who knows? In free agency, yeah. you got some money. You still under the cap. Mm-hmm. I don't know for how much longer when Joe Burrow gets his money, gets yep. his money skip. I don't know how much longer you're gonna be up under the cap. But you're under the cap. Who knows if they're a free, a free agent offensive lineman, you might be able to go out and get. But Skip, they got hurt. Well, Skip, I, Jonah Williams' kneecap, dislocates his kneecap. Lyle mm-hmm. Collins hurt something. Alex uh, uh, Kappa hurt something. How did the Bengals supposed to know that, oh, all three of the free agent off, uh, uh, offensive linemen that we got are going to get hurt? How do they know that? So I do believe they've addressed it. Do they need to continuously address it? Yes. Either con- they're going to continue to address it, but maybe you don't do as much scat protection. Maybe you don't yep. do as much empty backfield. Maybe you leave a tight end in or back end like you started doing. They started going 20, what we call 20 formation, with three wide receivers, two backs in the backfield mm-hmm. to help pick up, to help do, uh, do a better job of protecting uh, Joe Burrow. But I do believe they've given him as much help as they possibly can in the situation. That doesn't mean that you don't continue to try to address it mm-hmm. because he is he's the money. And when you got a lot of money, Skip, what you have? You have a lot of guards to guard the money. So maybe you get a – hey, you keep trying to improve. But I do believe, Skip, that they've tried to address the issue. It just hadn't gone according to plan. Okay. I hear what you're saying. But now we've seen back-to-back years in which Joe Burrow has spent most of the regular season running for his life or ducking for his life. Mm-hmm. 
once again in the postseason. He's been sacked up to this point, and they're obviously out now 10 times, and that's going to end up leading the whole postseason because I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to get sacked seven times in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I could be wrong yeah. about that, but I doubt it. Right, right. As, as monstrous as Hassan Reddick was right. the other day, I, I just don't think. Okay, so what, what did they do in free agency? They went out and got my ex-guy, Lyle Collins, but he was a cheap bargain on, right. the, on the open market because he had gotten cut by Dallas, and but Dallas you thought believe, he was on his last you, legs. Do you believe Lyle Collins was better than the guy they had in that position last year? He didn't grade better than okay. the guy last year, but th- they gave him $5 million guaranteed in a three-year deal. So it was a pretty cheap buy for right. them. They did spend a little bit more money on Ted Karras, ex of the Patriots, as you recall, mm-hmm. at, at, to play center. They, they gave him $5 million guarantees. It's still pretty much bargain basement. They spent some money on Alex Kappa, who was the, the worst of, of Tampa Bay's five linemen, but he's pretty good. And he was, I, I would go so far as to call him a premium free agent. Right. And they had to give him a little bit. They gave him $11 million guaranteed over a four-year, $35 million right. deal. That's, that's middle-of-the-road right. free agent, so that was pretty, pretty good. Skip, let me tell you how free it is yeah. for people who don't know at home. Free agency is not about being good. It's about being free. Yeah. Guess what? You on the open market and 32 teams can bid for your services. Yeah. So good. It's also right place, right time. <laughs> right. Who, who desperately needs to overpay yeah. for you, right? Zay, uh, Zach Martin and Trent Williams and Lane Johnson ain't going to be no, free. No, you got it. <coughs> okay, so Lyle wasn't very good this year. He graded out 157th before he got hurt. Of, uh, of all the offensive linemen, right. pro football focus graded him 157th. That's not very good. No. Ted Karras was a little better at 98th, and Alex Kappa was a little bit better at 76th overall, but it's not very good because it's about to add up to the second-worst pass blocking in, in the whole league for, for the whole year. So Jonah Williams, who I have respect for, maybe they tried him at left tackle, maybe he belongs at right. Yeah. They tried him, and he graded out 131st. Well, it's, it's pretty horrible, and he allowed 12 sacks this the year, most. which is, is the most. It's terrible. And then... That Volson kid they drafted in the fourth round, they played him most of the year. He graded 115th. I'm just telling you, we're, we're barely getting it. Everybody's around 100 on right. the average overall in grading. That Adenogy who played in the, yeah. the Super Bowl graded poorly on, on the, excuse me, the AFC Championship, championship yeah, yeah. game. He gave up the sack at he the did. end to Chris Jones. He gave up the sack and got just absolutely <laughs> annihilated <laughs> off the edge because he wasn't ready for Chris Jones to line up over there. You're right. And here he came. So they did have three picks before they took the, the kid, Volson. Volson, in the fourth round. They had number 31 overall, number 60, and number 95, and they did not use them on offensive linemen. This article, I think it was The Ringer, points out that these are some of the linemen that went later. And again, this is an inexact science, but, yeah. but you've got to know what you're doing because the Seahawks took Abraham Lucas who graded much better than any of these, these all, all five across graded. And then the Colts took uh, Bernard Raymond. He graded better. And then Dylan Parham made first-team all-rookie. And Braxton Jones was also a first-team all-rookie who went to the Bears. So they were down there, but they were diamonds in the rough. And you had to go find the diamonds. There are four down there that they could have had over Volson, who graded much better than Volson. But who's to say they would have graded that same in Cincinnati? We don't know how the offensive line. Skip, I mean, the thing that the Broncos, when I was there, Skip, what they could do, an offensive lineman that was cast out somewhere else, he come, Alex Gibbs, get him, and guess what? We took a mark for ref that the Redskins said, nah, you can't play anymore. We the only one, everybody else failed him on the physical. Yep. Mike said, you can play. Yep. 
Oh, we took a Tommy Naylor with a sixth or seventh round draft pick at center, and he makes five Pro Bowls. Yeah. So, I, I used to say that about Bill Callahan yeah, for a while. Yeah. And then going back to my days in Dallas, Hudson Houck. I don't know if you remember Hudson. Yeah, I do remember. Hud, he, he, was, so, he was a star yeah. at, at making offensive line. So, thank you. That plays a very prom- prominent role. The offensive line coach working with the guys because they're five individuals, yep. but you got to get them to work as one. Yep. I do feel sorry for Joe Burrow because I thought the, the essence of the game the other day in Kansas City was the other evening was that Patrick Mahomes got mostly protected yeah. and Joe Burrow mostly did not. Right. And it just it, – it's like the essence of your sport. It comes down to does the quarterback have time or not? It's simple. Did Dak Prescott have time at Tampa? Yes, yes, he did. Did he have less time at San Francisco? Yes, he did. Right. Still had enough time at San Francisco, yeah. but that's, we'll you get to that in a few right. minutes. Okay. But the point is – Joe Burrow, I think, is the best quarterback. You think it's Mahomes, but it, it's hard to even evaluate Joe Burrow because he, he's not the quickest guy, although when he takes off, he can right. run. But, but again, he, he's not got dancing feet in the pocket where he can just create lanes. And it, he, He's pretty good, but he's not great at that. And I, I would just love to see him. Okay, Patrick's line this year, Patrick Mahomes' line, graded number one by Pro Football Focus in pass, block, win, rate. Well, it helps over the duration of the season because he's going to have more time. And if you give that kid time, yeah. he is going to score on you because he's going to find somebody open, especially if he rolls out and you give him time also. Right. Well, I would love to see Joe Burrow go through a season where he had a top five pass block line. It, you might be surprised at what might start happening. Well, you know, top five pass off his line costs money. It does. It's just, so, okay. so somebody going to get shortchanged. So you're going to shortchange Joe Burrow, Jamar yeah. Chase. So who's going to get shortchanged? It's up to somebody <laughs> at the top, Mike Brown, to, to have the wherewithal, both financially and wisdom-wise, to put it together correctly where you spend the right amounts at the right, right. positions because you've got a quarterback and he, he fell right into the you got to get wow. a little lucky to do that. Yep. Because you did – okay, Skip, look at the Cowboys. They got this great offensive line, and then Dak, a rookie, falls right into the lap. So you got yeah. a rookie – you got a quarterback on a rookie contract. Yep. You got these high-dollar offensive linemen. You got Witten making big money. You got Dez Bryant. So it kind of falls in your lap. And, and you know what else fell into your lap that I'm starting to see more and more? And I think you first guessed this. But Zeke fell in your yes. lap at the same time because Dak fell out of the fourth round. But Zeke fell out of the top of the draft. Right. And he dominated the league for the first three years. Yes. And then that was about the end of that. Right. But, but he led the league in rushing yards per game yes. for three straight years. And it was in part because of the line. Yes. So you had all those linemen in there at the apex. Yeah, you got Tyron Smith, you got Frederick, yep. and you got Zach Martin. Ugh. Skip the guy, and the guys look all pro and going to the Pro Bowl every single year. Zeke ran wild as a rookie. I, I, I was, I'm scanning something. I was bouncing around on the internet, and I saw somebody put together a tape of some of, rookie, of Zeke's rookie oh, runs, was- and I'm like, who is that guy? Yeah, he might have been the best back in football as, in, as, in, as, as a rookie. As a rookie. And that doesn't happen very often. No, but was he not the best back in college football oh, yeah. at the Ohio State, especially his second to last year? Yeah. It would have been his sophomore, sophomore year, year when he just, remember, he started with the Big Ten championship yep. game against Wisconsin and then Alabama and then oh. Oregon. God. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was unstoppable. Well, he went Ohio State yeah. Big Ten Championship. Because yeah. yeah. he had like four yeah. games. He had damn near 1,000 yeah. yards in four no, games. No, he did. So the, the point was, 
it, it all clicked at the right place at the right time. And for Joe Burrow, it hasn't clicked yet. They do have a good running game because yeah. they got two really good ex-Oklahoma backs. Yes. I get that. And, and they do have a trio of receivers yes. who are really good. I'm not sure about the tight end. I think he's – I think he's, he's okay. He's just he, okay. He's, yeah, he's like, he, yeah. he ain't Kelsey. No, no. He ain't Kittle or Waller no. or any of those. Uh, Mark Andrews. No, but listen. But he's serviceable. Joe Burrow has to be sitting somewhere licking his wounds right now because he takes a lot of shots. Yeah. He knows how to get down, and he will fold up and, yeah, and duck and cover yeah. pretty quickly, as he did the other day, or dirtball it, as he did several times. But he takes a beating. He had the bad knee injury his second year. First year. year. First, first, first year. That's right. First year. So – if you just look at his body of work in a, in a very short time, he's shown you he's at least a top five quarterback. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and yet he's not yet been protected like Brady has been protected right. or this year Mahomes. And what did you tell me about the Super Bowl that Mahomes lost to Brady? It was just about his protection, yeah. right? Yeah. And their offensive line was, was kind of like Cincinnati's. Mm-hmm. It had been average at best, and injured. Right. By the time they got to the Super Bowl, and now you they play, were Are you playing all your backups? Okay. And we didn't notice this, Skip, yeah. because remember against Buffalo, they did a great job of pitching the shutout against Buffalo. And it's like, well, wow, where had this offensive line been? And then he gets sacked three plays in a row in the first, I think, yeah. the first quarter. Yep, he did. And now they had to, they had to go, they're like, okay, we got to yeah. go to 20 protection. We, we got to go to something else. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to say it again about Buffalo, and we agree on this point. Von Miller is all world as a game changer in big yes. games. Mm-hmm. Listen, he's a Hall of Famer. I yeah. don't know how you feel, yeah, but, but isn't he just like to me? He's he's proven to be a first ballot Hall yes. of Famer because wherever he goes, great things happen. And you can't tell me he didn't change life for the Rams a year ago. Yeah, he absolutely did. It's incredible. So if you take him out of the equation at Buffalo, I think they they start to look ordinary, and they were blockable at least on that day. When Cincinnati visited, right, I, okay. I agree. But I, I think the thing is, Skip, you got to look. You got to evaluate it. Okay, is it more important for us to get big plays in the passing game by going five step drops and going scat protection, or do we shorten some of these routes and not all, don't don't go all of this scat protection? You got, it's got to be a trade off, yeah. Skip. Yeah, because they want big plays. You see what Brady does. Brady does shore fishing. Let's get these jailbreak screen because I, hey, I'll, my offensive line can't protect. Yeah, quarterback can't get hit. Yeah. And so you're going to have to adjust accordingly. Hey, Chris Jones is a monster. He is. And, and he just seems to get a little better each game that I see in big games. And he said he was recommitted after last year when he felt like he came up small yes. in their AFC championship yeah. game. And he wanted this bad. Skip, he had to take it up. I said, Skip, in order for them to win, this was the best game their defense played given what they were going against. Agreed. Chris Jones, that defensive line, took the game over. Frank Clark. Uh, Dunlap uh, uh, and Nandy, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Chris Jones, yep. they had to win this game. They did. And you start, you lose Snead. You lose Gay. Yep. You lose three offensive guys. Yeah. Chris Jones says, I got this. I got this. I even, got even this. Even that kid they drafted out of Purdue, that Kerfoff. Oh, Kerfoff. Yeah, yeah, Kalapas. Kalapas. I'll get it right. But, <laughs> but, but he had a sack. Exactly. Okay, so they're coming from everywhere. And it gives them some hope and chance against Jalen and company, but they're going to have to stop the run first. Chris Jones wanted to be like, hey, y'all always yep. mention Aaron Donald. If you want to be hey. mentioning that breath, hey. that's the type of games you got. The type of game that you had in that game, now do this in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I guarantee you they'll put you in the same. 
No, I agree. But but he's more like Aaron Donald than Von Miller because yeah. Von mostly comes more off right, the edge. Right. But, but this guy. Boy. But you see what they did, Skip? They started moving him up and down the line of scrimmage. They yeah. put him at the left end. They yeah. put him at the right end. They put him at the three. They put him at the yeah. nose. They, Smart. All he's doing is turning door handles. Yeah. Which one of y'all going to open first? He said, okay, this right tackle, or oh, I can get him. Yeah. I'm going to turn on this handle. He's going to open up for Well, me. he didn't even turn the handle. He just <laughs> ran right through the door. It was shut, and he just, he just caved it in. He got on his own field arms, yeah. Kevin. He just. That was it. Game over. <laughs> that ended the game. I did. It's going to be an epic Super Bowl Ooh. showdown. And, guys, you know the Bengals are going to be hungry next season yep. after coming so close two years in a row. Woo. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place. Whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this. Crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew. Ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. LeBron sitting out last night. However, he is expected to play tonight against the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. The countdown is on. He's just shy of 100 points when it comes to passing Kareem as the NBA's all-time leading scorer. Shannon, do you expect a legendary performance from LeBron tonight? Well, I don't even know if he's going to play tonight. Darvin Ham said he's it's, uh, experiencing significant soreness in that left foot, mm. uh, and it was going to be a, evaluated first thing this morning to, to determine his availability for the Knicks game. Mm. Now, Skip, remember last year he missed the game because he was suspended. Mm-hmm. What transpired in Detroit, he ended up missing the game. We know how LeBron James, he says it's his favorite arena to play in. We know the legendary performances that have happened in that building. And he's had some of the legendary performances in that building. Um, so, does he play? He's, a, what, 117? Dropped 35 tonight. Better leave him. Uh, you know, I might play. I might let y'all see me play. Really? Yeah, I might, might let y'all see me. LeBron James will play tonight. You don't know that. I do know. I just know how he's built. This is his stage. This is his time. He's been on an incredible <laughs> roll. He was on an incredible roll till he got fouled in Boston. Yeah. 
ruined our virtuoso. It, it did ruin it. It marred it. It, it. it just it left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Even though the Knicks are a little better this year, they're 27 and 24, so right now they're in the seventh seed. Even though they're a little better defensively, they're, they're 14th in defensive efficiency, so they're middle of the pack, but they're not a bad defensive team. The point over, over the many years, as I've told our friend Michael Rappaport, is that Knicks fans have mostly been trained to go to the garden to see the superstar and the other team play. And and they actually go to root for the the opposing superstar to put up a legendary game because that makes their building, their mecca of basketball, seem even more legendary than it really is. Yes. So Knicks fans are stuck, mostly because of the owner that they're stuck with. Mm -hmm. This is who they are. This is what they have. This will be their game of the year. This is, again, will they be a playoff team? Probably they'll be in, but are they going to do anything in the postseason? No, they're not going to do anything in the postseason. But Jalen Brunson has made them a little bit better. Okay, so tonight is is obviously the Lakers' only trip to the Garden. And this is where you go to to do things that people never forget. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So, it feels like LeBron is per- – I, I don't know what's wrong with his ankle. It may, maybe he does have something going on. But, but if he doesn't, if he's 92% healthy, I think he's going to have a huge game against a team that he can have his way with. So who's going to guard him? Julius Randle or R.J. Barrett? Barrett probably. Maybe, I, I guess. Or maybe mm-hmm. they'll switch off and try. Nobody. Nobody. That's, that's who's going to guard him is nobody. So to me, <clears throat> he could uh, – I'm looking for a double nickel game for sure. I'm looking for 55. Nah, we don't, no. we don't do that. Somebody else already had a double nickel okay, game. We well, don't want that. Okay, we well got to match it. No. Why we, not? We'll do a 40. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll do a – I'll give you a 38, 12, and 8. 38, 12, and 8. Uh, would you give me a dub? Yeah, we're going to get that. Okay, for sure. We play, we're going to get that. Yeah, okay. for sure. Well, you're four games under 500. Don't worry you about what – You need it. You need it. That ain't what we'll be after yeah. the game. At some point, I keep waiting for you guys to take off because well, AD well, is how about, how, about, how about the referees? How about they do their job? <laughs> okay. Well, how about you guys pick yourself up off the mat and play in overtime the way you should have because – it's, it's easy when we didn't put ourselves down yeah. on the mat. Okay, but Jalen Brown said – I got this. Yeah. I choked the other night against the Knicks, but I'm not going to choke this Yeah, J- and, and uh, Jason Tatum said, I got this. Why up? Why across LeBron's arm? He did. Yeah. And we didn't get to see what would happen after that. You know what would happen. I'm not sure. No, you happen. said you wanted to see the man I drive. Did. I did. And then you changed it to my, well, I don't know what would have happened. Well, I don't know. I want to see him make it. it surely he could have made one free throw. That's all you needed was one free throw. Well, how about, how about the referee call it? And we could have saw Okay, it. how about we did not get to see and, and it crushed Who robbed us of that moment? Well, obviously, somebody froze. Yeah, he He's did. In the picture, he's frozen. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened. I don't know. Well, I want you to be frozen in the yeah. time tonight okay. with a virtuoso. I, I want this. This it, it, we need a virtuoso. What's the what, what's the tip top of the iceberg that he could hit? What what could he could, could you see him going for sixty? No. No. Why not? With that, that, that don't interest us. Yes, it does. That don't interest us. Well, why not? Is it? I mean, get, are you getting too close to the record too quickly? Yeah, that would you, don't do, you, do you, you, that, you. You noticed that too, huh? Yeah. You noticed that too. We got to slow it down. Yeah. Going too fast. Slow down. Slow down, Shannon. Because you do want to do it at home. Yeah. Right? Okay. Because so y'all other fans, y'all don't deserve to see me break this. Only the Crips. Okay. And the All Crip. Right. 
<laughs> in the crib. Yep. Okay. And I'm going to be there one of them games. <laughs> All right. The fans are now the Crips in the crib? Yeah, they're yeah, Crip. Okay. We're Crip.com. <laughs> okay. But good things happen. Okay. So February 7th would be your next home game. Am I right about yeah, that? Yeah, that's, that's, that's our next home game. Yeah, okay. I'll be there. All right. You want to do it against the Thunder or are you going to wait until Thursday night I mean, on TNT against Milwaukee? Thursday night I won't be there. I'll be, I'll be oh, that's right. Oh, you can't be there. I can't be there. Oh, Thursday we got to be at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, you got to tell him you, you got to do it Tuesday, right? <laughs> we, you, you tell him just you got to up the ante a little bit. You got to do the RPM. Is there a North Ordinance? Is there any way I can get there and back? No. No. I, I, I don't think. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. If you want to pay the freight on it and fly private. Or you, 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 you make that, a, good, <laughs> make that a, a gift for your boy. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would be a big gift, man. It would. That would be it a would. lot. It uh, would. <laughs> I mean, all things being equal, I would really like to see him break it Tuesday night, but I don't know if he's going to do it against OKC. That doesn't seem right to me. It yeah. doesn't seem big enough, even though they've been really good right. lately. They play, They almost came back against Golden State last they night. They almost did. They are, I watched them the other night. Steph Curry lost his mind lately. He lost his mind. No, <laughs> started, he did. Started bombing threes okay. on him. Good. Way to go. But, but the point is, they are, they've become legit. Yeah, they have. But I, I, it's gonna, I believe it's going to happen. I don't know if you noticed the ticket prices on Tuesday and Thursday, yeah. but they are through the roof. Okay. So, well, you got to be there, right? I mean, you know, I'm, th- I'm thinking about it. You know, I put some pennies together to try to make something happen. Okay. Try to move some stuff around over here and over there, you okay. know. Well, Thursday night. Hey, they just, I'll be in Arizona Thursday night. Stop saying Thursday You better be because <laughs> we are going to be there because we I, are going to have shows on Thursday and, and Friday. Friday. Yeah. Okay. Well, you may be stuck watching on TNT. I mean, Skip, I mean, I mean, I have to go. I mean, you, I mean, sometimes you got to see, you know, I don't know. I'm about to, I'm about to, you might, I'm about to put the bill. Okay. I'm about to put the bill. Well, you can, you can handle it. To be there. To yeah. See, to see my nephew break that record. Okay. Well, you could sell your guest house up in the <laughs> right? I definitely could rent it out. Yeah. Anybody want to rent a grass house? It's like yeah. 800 square feet. Yeah, okay. Got a little kitchen, bathroom, living room. Deal. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Unless you can talk him into doing it Tuesday versus the Thunder and Shea Gilgis Alexander. But, Shannon, you got to be there Friday morning. We're yeah, going to be there, be there and a ton of I'll live audience fans I'll, as I'll be well. There.